too big to fail on Ninja's repugnant defensive cheating in Fortnite. Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're going to talk about a story that touches on business, law, contracts, and very, very, very popular video games. And the reason it came to my attention over the past few days is that it was actually reported in major national news outlets. Now, as we've seen over the past couple of years, esports has gained a certain amount of prominence in certain sectors, including ESPN, which covers certain of these tournaments and has certainly covered things that have happened in the Fortnite landscape in the past. But on this particular story, this hit ESPN. Absolutely, we're going to read it to you in just a second if you're not familiar with it. It also hit some even bigger news outlets that I was very surprised to see and wound up kind of having a response from maybe the most popular streamer in Ninja that I found absolutely repugnant. I want to talk about that a little bit, why it is so, both in terms of law and contract and business, and then also also just in terms of ethical morality. So let's take a look at this for just a bit. And this is the ESPN article. It says, Epic Games issues a lifetime ban for FaZe Fortnite streamer Jarvis. FaZe being a very popular clan uh, in esports communities. And Jarvis did a thing where he actually took aimbots, which are these external software programs that allow you to interface with the video game and have it essentially calculate exactly where a shot should go, where it should hit, so that you get all of these instantaneous kills. You're cheating the game. And so he put these aimbots into his software package. He played Fortnite with them. And the real kicker of it all is that he made videos of this and he put them on YouTube. And as we see here from the header on this ESPN article, has more than 2 million YouTube subscribers. So there was almost no chance that Epic Games wouldn't pick up on this. Now, as it turns out, Jarvis, Jarvis K here, as he's described in the article, is a 17-year-old. He's what we would generally describe as a youth, if not a kid. And so one of the things that has been going on in terms of discussion on this point is exactly what kind of punishment is fair for someone that is very upset that they got this lifetime ban, that they were finding a way in the world, that they were making some money, obviously with 2 million YouTube subscribers, uh, and that this has all been taken away from them in a second based on decisions that maybe they didn't fully think through. And I'm sympathetic to that argument, and I'm sympathetic to that line of reasoning if you want to take it to its logical conclusion, which is that it's not just the Jarvises of the world that should have that special dispensation, but also different folks that maybe don't have 2 million YouTube subscribers that maybe make a similar mistake. And if they have a tear-filled apology, what should Epic Games do? And that's one of the major, major issues that I've seen in Ninja's response, which got publicized uh, around the world. Uh, But continuing on with this, the main reason this became a giant, giant story, I think, is that he had this tear-filled apology. He put it on YouTube. He said, all I was thinking as I was making those videos was just how entertaining and interesting these videos would be to you guys to watch. It didn't even cross my mind to think that I could be banned for life on Fortnite from those videos. I just want to be clear, this is my first time I've ever done anything like this. And of course, I've never done this in a competitive game mode. Epic Games, I know how big of a mistake I've made. I'm truly, like, so sorry. Epic, I know I have to take accountability, and you know I'm going to do my best to accept any punishment that comes my way. But it's a big, tear-filled apology, and as it turns out, Epic's not having any of it. They say we have a zero-tolerance policy for the usage of cheat software. 
when people use aimbots or other cheat technologies to gain an unfair advantage, they ruin games for people who are playing fairly. And I think that's really the important bit of this that gets lost. When we see it in other articles, and I wanted to bring up the one that was big enough where I said, wow, okay, so this has really hit the national press. This was a CNN entertainment article. A Fortnite superstar has been banned for life for cheating. And it goes on and kind of describes the whole situation as well and kind of explains what cheat technologies are a little bit. Uh, but overall, the entire thrust of this discussion has to be predicated on why does Epic Games even want to stop this? Why do they want to protect it? What is the purpose of this? And I think the concept here, if you're not familiar with it, really has to be what is the value proposition of the goods we're putting out into the market, right? If you're Epic Games, we're talking business here. We're not specifically talking law. I've pulled up the Epic Games Store end user license agreement because I want to talk to you about it a little bit. And I want to talk to you about the language that this particular action uh, from Jarvis is covered by. But just in terms of business, you've got a product out there. It depends on online interactions. It depends on multiplayer. Fortnite doesn't exist. We can talk about Save the World some other time. But Fortnite doesn't exist without multiplayer interactions. And if you have cheaters in that pool of people, what you've got is on the margins, a lowered value proposition for everybody else. Right? I think if you're a gamer, if you play these online games, you're familiar with this. You pop into a game of Apex Legends or you pop into a game of Fortnite or anywhere else and it's obvious that somebody is cheating. Or if you're playing a game with kill cams or whatever you might say uh, could give you an image of what the other player was seeing and it doesn't make any sense for what happened to you, you know that there are cheaters out there. And you can live with that to some extent. It's very difficult for these software companies to control it completely. But if they don't do anything, they don't have any protections. If there aren't any penalties for cheaters, then ultimately the pool of people that are playing in these games winds up becoming more and more and more cheat heavy. And the players that want to play those games don't have as much fun and they move on to the next thing. When we talk about Fortnite or we talk about Apex, a lot of these games right now in the ecosystem that are free to play are great. A lot of people get a lot of fun times, a lot of utility out of playing them. But it means that the frictional cost of moving from game to game is maybe not as high as it would be if you had to put $60 down up front to get into that new experience. So you have these software companies like Epic Games have to look at this and have to take a very draconian stance. They have to take a stance that says, we have zero tolerance. We don't care. If you are using aimbots and we can find you, then we are going to take you down. And especially from Epic Games perspective, if you are advertising how aimbots work, potentially where you can get them, but what service they can provide to you on a 2 million subscriber YouTube channel, you're not just the same level as some random person that could be doing the same thing. You are a higher priority for us because we need to not have that knowledge, that understanding to see how fun or how good that experience can be as long as you're the one using the aimbots or the cheating software broadcast to all of these subscribers and filtered out through the entire ecosystem of Fortnite. Now, to some extent, you say, hey, if you lifetime ban someone and it makes its way to CNN, you've got a kind of Streisand effect and you've highlighted the issue for people. And you're not wrong. But if Epic Games doesn't do anything, then a proliferation of those videos is likely. If Jarvis doesn't know better, there's no reason to think he wouldn't continue making those videos. And that becomes an increasing problem. So Epic Games has this issue. 
It's not just about Jarvis. It's not just about, hey, we don't like the fact that you maybe made a derivative work of our software or you interfaced with our software in a way that we don't like. I saw some articles that referenced that aimbots and other things are ways to introduce malware into the server setup or in the online infrastructure. And that can be the case. But ultimately, the primary purpose of these rules right now is to say, don't pollute the pool of people playing because games die when that pool becomes polluted. And so as a license condition, we've talked in virtual legality to a great extent about the fact that software is licensed to you and not sold. This goes even further for something like Fortnite, where you didn't pay an entry fee to begin with, but it's licensed to you based on certain rules. Epic always and forever owns Fortnite, and it essentially sells you a ticket to enter the Fortnite theme park as long as you follow its rules. And among those rules here in section two are that you may not do or attempt to do any of the following. You cannot create, develop, distribute, or use any unauthorized software programs to gain advantage in any online or other game modes. And you may not behave in a manner which is detrimental to the enjoyment of the software or services by other users as intended by Epic in Epic's sole judgment, including but not limited to the following, cheating, harassment, use of abusive or offensive language, game abandonment, game sabotage, spamming, social engineering, or scamming right at the front of that list is cheating. So you can't use outside software to get an unfair advantage and you can't cheat. And if you do, then Epic reserves the right to do various things to you. Generally, they reserve the right to do whatever they want to you, including but not limited to terminating the license in full. Section nine, without limiting any other rights of Epic, this agreement will terminate automatically without notice if you fail to comply with any of its terms and conditions. And yeah, if you cheat, that means the license is effectively terminated by magical law rules. But if they can't find you, there's nothing that they can do about it. But if you broadcast it on YouTube and you broadcast it to your 2 million subscribers, you're basically asking Epic to do something like this. And again, I'm sympathetic to, hey, a lot of people did a lot of stupid stuff when they were 17. But I'm not terribly sympathetic to well, I was making a lot of money playing Fortnite and I didn't think about it enough. You know, if you're, if you're making enough money from something, you really should think about it. And if you're going to do something that is even tangentially related to things that interfere with that money pots software programs or potentially violates their license terms, if you have that base, if it is important enough to you, yeah, absolutely. Watch virtual legality where we talk about these issues. But look at the actual contract. Look at the actual terms and conditions. If this is that much of a pillar of your life, hire a lawyer. I mean, at 2 million subscribers, and if you're that popular, you're in FaZe Clan, I suspect you're making some amount of money. I'm not that expensive. We can talk about these things. And this is not a solicitation for anybody from the bar who's listening to this video. But otherwise, if you don't do those things and you just go out there with a video, I have a limited amount of sympathy for you because these things should be known. And if they weren't known before, Epic Games taking an action like this helps others make it known to them. And so I think that's an important part of the, the question when you're thinking about this from a business and law perspective. Unfortunately, Mr. Ninja, Tyler Blevins, is not thinking about it from a business and law perspective and is in fact thinking about it from a perspective that as I said in this video title and earlier in this video, I find repugnant. And what is that? Let's take a look. Here's the IGN article it says Ninja weighs in on the phase Jarvis Fortnite ban. Fortnite streamer Tyler Ninja Blevins has weighed in on the news from this week that Fortnite pro phase Jarvis received a lifetime ban for cheating in the game. 
Blevins suggested the punishment was too extreme, especially since Jarvis is a known Fortnite content creator. Here's the quote. There's a difference between a content creator who has millions of subscribers, hundreds of thousands of followers, who gets banned from what literally makes him money, and some kid who is just a piece of shit, who has absolutely zero following, has zero money that comes from Fortnite, from gaming, and hacks. If we break this down, the ultimate concept here is, if I make the company enough money through my content creation, and there's always a kind of tenuous relationship between the content developer and the content creator in terms of Twitch or YouTube or wherever, then if I make them enough money, regardless of how you might treat someone else, you should treat me better. And I have to tell you, if you're familiar with virtual legality, you probably know this about me already, but I'm a pretty big supporter of the rule of law. And this isn't a legal issue. This is a contract issue. So it's tangential to law. But it is a concept that is very familiar to those who follow law or who went to law school or who, or who are trained in law. And it's a general concept of equal protection, a general concept that people in like situations should be treated equally. And that is reflective of a certain notion that we might describe as justice. And this goes in entirely the opposite direction. This says, if I make you enough money, you should be nicer to me. And I understand kind of the real politic of this. Tyler Blevins, there's no one that makes more money on this stuff than him. And so he looks at it and says, hey, maybe if you look at my thousands and thousands of hours of streams, not that I used an aimbot necessarily, but maybe I did something that ran afoul of those license terms, or I did something that, that a content developer could get upset at me about, I don't want that have swinging back on me. And so when I think about it, I want to say, hey, we're in a different class. We're in a different tier of people. But to me, I look at this and it's almost exactly the opposite. I already talked about it earlier in this video, but if you've got millions of subscribers, you are much more problematic for Epic Games. You are much more potentially damaging when you do something like advertise the existence and usefulness of aimbots and other cheats. If you are just a kid doing this because... You know, you, you get your kicks from cheating in Fortnite. To my mind, yeah, absolutely, you should get the same punishment. But if you wanted to go out there and say, hey, I'm just a silly kid. I didn't actually damage anything. Nobody knows about this. Nobody knows what I did. Epic, can you please, you know, reduce my ban to six months or what have you? I think that's a better, stronger case than the case that Ninja here lays out. And as a matter of fact, from a kind of morally ethical position, this is the kind of thought process that results in different people, whether it's politicians or CEOs, business people, uh, media members, whoever it might be that has a position of authority or power, this is the kind of thinking that gets you into places where you see unjust results, whether that's in the law, whether that's in other aspects of culture or your life. This is the kind of thinking that gets you there. And to see it kind of writ large here from a very, very popular streamer who is very, very popular among a number of young people espousing a view that essentially says, well, you can be punished over there, but not me. I'm too grand. I'm too big. This is exactly the kind of thing. This is exactly the kind of thinking that causes so many problems uh, in today's society, uh, which is not intended as a political commentary as much as just a fact of life, that you can actually see this happen to somebody like Ninja who gets popular, who gets famous, who gets rich and winds up having this thought process that says, hey, 
I'm a part of the marketing arm of Fortnite, and so they should treat me with kid gloves. Okay. Well, I think it's easier to know exactly where he stands if you follow him. I think it's easier to know exactly where he stands on all of this uh, if you don't, if you just see him in these articles. But for me, I do find it a problem. I do find it an issue. And it's completely separate, completely separate from how the actual contract reads, how you would expect the contract would read, how most people would want a faceless corporation to act. Two people do the same thing. Two people get the same punishment. If you actually think that anybody wants that corporation to say, well, you make us $10 million, so we'll treat you nicer and you don't make us anything, so we'll kick you out. And who cares if you're crying on your YouTube channel? I don't think that's any any way that people want corporations to behave. And certainly if I were counsel in the room to Epic, it would it would definitely not be the way I recommend for them to behave. Although to have Ninja call them out like this uh, is not great for them, obviously. He continues with saying, I'm just trying to be a little realistic. Okay, saying that you shouldn't have favoritism a little bit with content creators is just kind of silly. So he doubles down and this goes on. I think this clip is actually linkable from this IGN article uh, that uh, Daily Clip Central and Green Man Gaming pulled out from what was a Fortnite Mixer stream um, now that uh, Ninja has moved from Twitch to Mixer. Uh, But overall, it's off the cuff, but obviously it's off the cuff from a figure like Ninja and it became a big enough deal that it was reported here on IGN and elsewhere across the video game landscape. And I thought it was important enough to kind of talk about it from kind of a philosophical perspective and from a law and business perspective, because I did find the defense so problematic. So if I can give any advice, not legal advice, of course, tweets, not legal advice, YouTube videos, not legal advice, is that don't let people like Ninja stand up there and say, because I make this company this much money, because I'm this popular, because I'm this famous, any other reason in the world that I should be treated differently for doing the same thing as another person, don't let that be your dominating philosophy. Equal protection under contracts, equal protection under the law, equal treatment in like circumstances is a real fundamental tenet of fairness and justice. And when I see that just absolutely spoken against, in such a prominent way from such a prominent figure, well, it gets my rankles up just a bit. That's been Virtual Legality for today. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did like, subscribe. We talk about these kinds of things all the time. Otherwise, if you saw this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it in its podcast format, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.